This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Welcome to the Super Bowl Podcast, where there is no disqualification on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and we are wrapping up our Hall of Fame series tonight with something a little special, which is my thoughts on who should be in the Hall of Fame. And it's not going to be an all-inclusive list, but it's going to be some ones that I think are definitely highlights that we need to put into consideration because they're either well overdue or they just deserve it flat out. But before we get to that, let's talk about what's been going on in the WWE. I mean, we are really at the cusp. We're not even two weeks away anymore. We're a week and a half, pretty much, from the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. And of course, we will have a prediction panel for this, because this is going to be exciting. This is going to be good. But let's talk about this. First of all, the Hall of Fame. We now have that Jacqueline's going to be in there. I love Miss Jackie. She is awesome. And she was one of the original main trainers of WWE's Tough Enough. So I'm very happy about that. Then we also have another wrestler who's been inducted. Well, I guess I can't say inducted yet because it's not actually happened. But we're talking about Stan Hansen. You know, he's going to be inducted as well. So, I mean, this could not be a pretty good list. So I can say that this pay-per-view's well, pre-pay-per-view, the Hall of Fame, which is on the WWE Network, is going to be a pretty decent one right here. It's not one that's going to be all, ooh, ah, I have to see it, but it's definitely one that I think is going to be worthwhile. I mean, there's a lot of good names in there that I am looking forward to and feeling glad that they're finally getting the recognition they deserve. But let's move on to not just the Hall of Fame there, but let's see here. We now have a lot more matches that have been unleashed. You know, Kevin Owens now has to do a ladder match with six other people. We have the AJ versus Y2J. Well, of course, we knew that was going to be a good one. And we have a new stipulation, which I saw coming when it comes to Undertaker versus Shane. Vince McMahon officially said it himself that The Undertaker is his B word. I'm not going to be able to say the word because I'm trying to keep this appropriate for all ages. But he basically said to the, out loud towards the Undertaker for all the fans to hear, even though the Undertaker wasn't there, that if he fails this Hell in a Cell match, he is going to not show up at WrestleMania ever again. Basically saying that he's going to fire the guy. Now, here's the funny part about that because if Shane wins, Shane kind of gets a takeover. Shane could easily rehire Undertaker. But we all know that the dead man needs to call it soon. And I think that this is going to be how it's going to go down. I'm just going to give a little spoiler, even though I'm waiting for my prediction panel. But I honestly see it that the dead man is going to beat the holy crap out of Shane McMahon. And then Vince McMahon is going to come out there all smug and arrogant. The Undertaker is going to look at Vince. He's going to give him the number one salute, the one that Steve Austin used to use. And then he's going to actually lay down and let Shane get the win just to prove to Vince McMahon that he is not Vince's puppet, that he is not Vince's B-word. And it's going to be a pretty interesting little twist there. 
that's just my thoughts. Again, though, we are almost there at WrestleMania. There's a lot of great things. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to this pay-per-view. But let's go on and keep moving forward because we're supposed to be talking right now about the Hall of Fame. And I've got some good choices here that I think are people that are well overdue. It's a pretty big list. I'm not going to go into too much detail for every person on the list. But I plan on making a little comments here and there about each one. And I want to know after you hear this whole list, who do you think that's not on the list should also be included as candidates for the WWE Hall of Fame? And if you have somebody on my list that you don't agree with, let me know. That's what this is all about, people. I want to hear from you. Who do you think should or should not be going into the WWE Hall of Fame in the future here? So let's get ready to rock and roll with the final episode of the Hall of Fame series. That I'm going to call Priest's Picks. Alright, so like any gentleman, of course, I'm going to have it where the ladies go first. You know, you got to be a gentleman. you got to have some chivalry. I don't want to think the chivalry is dead. And besides, it's the ladies. They are awesome. And let's go ahead and start off. Let's talk about Luna Vashun, okay? Luna, she's one that I've been a fan and not been a fan of. I mean, because she doesn't exactly have the looks part per se, but the woman knows how to throw down. And the woman plays one scary of a gal. I mean, have you seen pictures of her? But she can actually throw down and she can really play the role. I mean, Luna is quite the awesome female wrestler. So you got to give her props. She was in the business for a long time. She's done a lot for the company. You gotta put her in there. Let's also talk about Sable. She's one of the most controversial women, in my opinion, only because she's been in Playboy. She wore them some of the most skimpiest outfits. She had to put up with a lot of crud from Mark Marrow. She even, you know, had that one time, which I remember my cousin loved this one. We were watching the pay-per-view at his house. He was recording it so he could, you know, watch it again. And had the bikini match. And Sable couldn't wear what she wanted to wear because Vince said no. And then she said, well, I don't care. And she took off her top to reveal the top of her bikini. And it was actually two black handprints over her breasts. And I just remember my cousin's jaw almost hitting the floor. And I swear there was probably about a good six-inch long line of drool. It was awesome. And, I mean, that's just how Sable was. And Sable did know how to wrestle. She had some good moves. She had her Sable bomb and everything else. So she wasn't just all looks and everything else. But I'm not going to say she was a top female competitor like some of the others. I mean, if you want to talk about that, let's go to... Ivory. Ivory was definitely a great one. She's another one who I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, see here, I mean, Ivory did a lot of stuff. She did the right to censor, which was quite annoying in my opinion, but whatever. But she played that role so well. She knew how to play her role and play it right, and she knew that she wanted to be the type of wrestler where she knew how to wrestle and not just be another pretty face. So she did a great job with that. Another one who's like that also is Molly Holly. And Molly, she started out with, you know, Crash and Hardcore Holly. Then she went to be the sidekick of the Hurricane, which is another great person, let me tell you. And then you have her, you know, 
going on and doing her own thing. And, I mean, this woman even went to the WWE story team, or however they were, including Vince, and she told them that, you know, I want to be in WrestleMania. And originally they were just like, oh, we're just going to throw this pillow fight match or whatever and, you know, make it all girly-fied. She's like, no, I'll, I want to be in a match and I'm willing to even put my hair on the line. She was willing to put her hair on the line, people. How many girls do you know are going to say that? And it was just awesome because she did this. And, of course, she lost it and had her head shaved. But she still rocked the look. She still played it so well. You got to give Molly Holly some props. She was awesome. Now, the last one I'm going to mention of the women, I know you're all expecting it because I know I've made a comment before, and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking this too. Where's China? China needs to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. This woman rocked the wrestling world. She dominated the wrestling world. She was the women's champion. She was the intercontinental champion, if I remember right. I believe she also one time... Well, no, I don't think she held the Cruiserweight title. But still, she did... She fought guys left and right as much as she fought the girls. She was the enforcer of Degeneration X. She was not afraid to beat the living crap out of somebody. And she looked, well, very muscular, very dominant. And she made it actually, I didn't think about this when I was younger because I had my own type of stereotypical views. But looking back at her watch now, she made it look good. She was very beautiful with all that, and I'm sure she still is beautiful now. But China deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And the only reason, the only reason I ever hear is, well, she did a pornography, so she can't be in the Hall of Fame, because if we put her in the Hall of Fame, people are going to be like, oh, China, let me look up her, because I'd never heard of her before, and we're going to find out about her pornography. Please, you've already put people in the Hall of Fame that were in Playboy. That's pretty darn close, if not exactly the same. It's just not showing the actual act. And this, I'm going to say this right now, because I know I just mentioned about the whole pornography thing. If they ever, ever put X-Pac into the Hall of Fame before they put China, I am going to call foul and I am going to call sexism. Because he was in the same film as China... And I'm sorry, but we saw just as much of X-Pac as we saw of China. And I don't think that's how this should work. So, you're going to let X-Pac roam around and be in the WrestleMania events and everything else. And I have a feeling that if they have their way, he'll eventually be in the Hall of Fame. But you're going to be like that to China? Uh Uh-uh. I'm calling foul. She needs to be in there right away. Alright, so we got that all taken care of. Let's talk about the guys of the ringside. Now, when I talk about ringside, I'm talking about managers, announcers, commentators, general managers, whatever. You know, people who weren't known to always get in the ring like the other people were. So, first of all, you have a great manager in Jim Cornette. And I would definitely say he needs to be in there if he's going to be anywhere with his managing skills. He needs to be recognized for being in the Hall of Fame. Because he did a lot of great management work. He may not be one of my favorite managers out there. But the guy definitely did a good job. And I have to give him props. Another one we got to mention is um, Joey Styles. 
You know, when you think Joey Styles, or even better, if you think ECW, you think Joey Styles. You may not recognize the name, but if you watch ECW or you think of ECW, you think of that one guy who's on the mic going, Oh my God! That's Joey Styles. And he made that big. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He made that iconic for ECW because of how animated he got. And you want to talk about commentators, another one that should be on there is Tony Schiavone. Okay, Tony Schiavone is, to me, when I think WCW, I think of two commentators. I think of Larry Zbysko and Tony Schiavone. And Tony was the one to keep it flowing. He knew how to be the play-by-play, as well as still keeping his own personality in there. He made it really great. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we're talking about the WWE. And if we're talking about the WWE, we're talking about back when it was WWF. We're talking about ECW. And we're talking about WCW because they took over those two companies. So you've got to give props to the people who before WWE took them over. And that would definitely be Tony Schiavone. Okay, so another good one for the ringside crew I would say is Vicky Guerrero. Now, I know she hasn't been gone for as long as other people and everything else. And yes, her husband, Eddie, is in the Hall of Fame. But Vicky took a role after Eddie's passing. She was a manager for a while. She was general manager of SmackDown for a while. She became... um, I think she even managed general managed uh, Raw for a while, if I remember... But she became iconic because we all knew her as wearing the necklace that said Cougar and doing her excuse me to drive us all nuts with her screechy voice, but get our attention. She was like Paul Heyman's, ladies and gentlemen, she had, excuse me, it's right there, It's, it's hand in hand, so she deserves to be in there, I mean... And I would put Paul Heyman on this list. Don't get me wrong, guys, but he is active. That's why I don't put him on here. I try to avoid those who are currently in the active roster. So, sorry, but that's not going to be there yet, Paul. Maybe down the road, because I do like Paul Heyman a lot. Last person on my ringside set that I'm going to call is one of my favorite general managers. He was a manager before that. But I loved it when he was a SmackDown general manager. We're talking about Teddy Long. You know, the guy played it well. I mean, not only was he hip and cool and fans just loved the way he was, but I loved how when people tried to take advantage of a situation or people tried to complain to him, I, I loved it all the time. I'll tell you what, player. It, it, everybody was player. It didn't matter who you were, you were a player, or player, however you want to phrase it. And he would make these deals, and the fans loved it. He was the general manager that all the fans loved. And I'm sorry, but when you see a general manager like Teddy Long know how to get down and boogie, that's pretty awesome. So, in my opinion, Teddy Long definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame sometime very, very soon. Alright, people in Springfield, Illinois, listen up. And also for all of you who decide to come and visit Springfield, Illinois. If you're ever hungry, you want something that's quick and delicious, and not just one of your typical run-of-the-mill burger joints like McDonald's and all that, 
go ahead and check out this place called P&P's Little Grill. If you want to try to find it, the best way you can is just remember to go on the corner of Sangamon and Peoria Road. Look for the Thornton's Gas Station. It'll be right next to us. This little white building. It's called PMP's Little Grill, or Lil Grill, rather. And let me tell you, I've had so many different things from there just trying out for their food. It's all good. But if you ask me what my favorite is, their burgers are great. Especially the one I just had recently. It was a nice Chuck burger. It had hash brown and egg on it. It was incredible. And of course, the melted cheese. You gotta have cheese on it. I don't care who you are. Cheese is always the best. And then, of course, like I said, they got good fries. They have a little fillies. Those fillies are great with that place. So, if you're ever ready to go to a wrestling show in Springfield, or you're just living around the area and you want something good to eat, go to PMP's Little Grill. And check this out. And make sure you're paying attention to this. This is the important part. You go there. And you tell them that Priest from the Sleeper Hole podcast sent you. And you're going to get 10% off your order. You heard me right. You just mentioned my name, Priest, and the Sleeper Hole podcast. And you're going to get 10% off your order. Again, PMP's Little Grill off the corner of Sangamon and Peoria Road. Right next to Thornton's. Right across the street from... Walgreens, check them out. It is going to be worth it, I promise you, and you will be thanking me. If you're not thanking me, your stomach and your tongue will. I can promise that. Alright, now I know I've mentioned before in the very start of the series that I do not like the fact that they put teams and factions into the Hall of Fame. But... Since they do, I had to do a little bit of thought on this one, and I actually came up with three different people, teams, whatever you want to call it, that should be in the Hall of Fame. First of all, one great team that I absolutely always enjoyed watching back in the WCW days, I'm talking about the Harlem Heat. When you had Stevie Ray and Booker T as a team, they were one of the most dominant teams out there. And I feel like if Stevie Ray would have been signed on to WWF, or WWE as it's now called, him and Booker could have made an incredible legacy continuation with the two of them just dominating everything. Now I know that the two brothers did have a bit of a fallout before that kind of played a role in it, but really Stevie and Booker were two of the best tag team people out there, not only because they knew each other's chemistry because they were brothers, but seeing like even Booker when he teamed up with like Goldust or anything, the, the two understand tag team dynamics. Stevie does and so does Booker. And they also, the reason why I feel they should have this is they also knew how to stand on their own. So definitely Harlem Heat needs to be in the Hall of Fame if you're going to go with teams. Another one that would be a good competition with them is the Steiner brothers. Rick and Scott Steiner they were a great tag team. They ran dominant for a long time between the two of them. You know, you had the muscle and you had the wild dog of Rick Steiner, the muscle Scott Steiner. The two of them did a lot of great things. Uh, I mean, they did have their fallout and story and everything else with WCW. But the brothers, when they were a team, they were incredible. 
and I feel like they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Because when you think of iconic tag teams, like tag teams of when we grew up or even before we grew up with the properties, territories, and all that stuff, they were there. And these guys were great. So definitely they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. The last one I'm going to say should be a no-brainer. And I'm talking about the Hart Foundation. And I'm not talking about just Brett and Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. Even though that team themselves more than deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I'm talking about the whole picture. Brett Hart, Brian Pillman, Anvil Nightheart, British Bulldog, um, Owen Hart, J- uh, Jimmy Hart. It, all of them. There's no way you can say that that faction was not one of the most powerful factions out there. They were able to make it where it depended on where the show was hosted, whether they were loved or hated. They caused the Yay Canada, Boo America sensation with their faction to where if they traveled to America, they were completely booed and hated and almost like charged out of the the arena because nobody wanted them there. A lot of people hate them. I still loved them back then, but that was just me. I was a kid. But then you had them go to Canada... And they were the greatest heroes. They were like war heroes, almost. So it was really neat to see them go back and forth between the two uh, you know, con- countries. And they were able to get that mixed reaction. You really never have had that replicated. And I think that's awesome. Because even nowadays, when you have people like Wade Barrett... Boo America, yay Britain. If he was to try to go that route, it really wouldn't work. It would work a little bit, but the thing is that the fans seem to be more consistent throughout the board. Unless they're dealing with like a John Cena, then they're going to be consistent by being split down the middle. But that's always been the case with John Cena, it seems like. So, definitely... It should have been a no-brainer for all you guys who have known me for these past 30-some-odd episodes that I'm definitely going to say the Hart Foundation needs to be in the Hall of Fame. They're just that awesome. Nuff said. Alright, let's get to the men of the wrestling ring and their individual Hall of Fame deserving First of all, we have one that's going to be very controversial. I know I'm probably going to get some agreements and disagreements, but I'm going to put him out there. Chris Benoit. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I know there's a whole double murder, suicide, homicide, whatever you want to call it thing going on. I'm still on the fence about that, but we're not talking about that right now. That's for down the road. If you look at all that he has done in that ring, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, moving on. Owen Hart. Owen more than deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He is way overdue. I'm talking extremely overdue. So Owen needs to be in there. He better be in there soon. If he's not in there within the next two years, I think that you're going to have a lot of people, myself included, who are going to be very disappointed and start to lose interest in such things as the Hall of Fame because of all wrestlers out there, Owen should be the first one on the list of deserving and needing to be in the Hall of Fame. You hear that, WWE? Owen Hart. Nuff said. Then you also have Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Big Jim. He was a tag team with Bret Hart. He was part of the Hart Foundation. He 
he was incredible. He was just a very powerful man and great with the mic. His laugh is still iconic, and I can still remember it and how he was. And from what I've read, he was quite the interesting person to travel around with. So, needless to say, though, Jim's been in the wrestling world. He should be in there. Great guy. And the last person I'm going to mention with the heart hole chain reaction is going to be the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. I feel that Davy should be in there because even outside of being with the Hart family, the British Bulldog did an incredible job. He was such a great wrestler, so much of a great character, and he really did carry around a great sense for the company that really helped out the company excel on various times. So I got to give it props and say that we need to have the British Bulldog in there somewhere. Moving on, Ravishing Rick Rude. Why is this guy not in the Hall of Fame yet? Seriously, if you don't know who he is, look him up and you'll agree with me hands down that just like Owen, this guy needs to be in there ASAP. Another person I want to mention, and here's another one I'm going to probably get some controversy back and forth with, Eric Bischoff. Why am I choosing Eric Bischoff to be in the Hall of Fame? It's pretty simple. Like he says, controversy creates cash. And Eric knew how to do that. He knew how to play the system. He was a big wrestling fan from the word go. And even though he didn't have the greatest skills on everything, he knew what worked for television. He knew what needed to be done to compete. And he knew how to make a great show. Granted, once you know AOL and Time Warner took over from Turner, Bischoff was up a creek without a paddle. But before all that mess happened, Eric knew how to put on a great show. And, I mean, over 80 weeks being higher rated than the WWF. If that doesn't say it right there, guys, come on. Eric deserves some props. IRS, and I'm not talking about the revenue service with the government and all that. No, I'm talking about Erwin R. Scheister. IRS, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he wasn't as big and recognizable as some names out there, but when I think of the million dollar the million dollar man, I think of his tag partner for a while, IRS, and the guy looked the role. He looked very businessy with the suspender, the red suspenders, the white shirt, the red tie, those little beady glasses that made you know he was somebody you didn't want to deal with cuz he was just one of those guys you knew you couldn't stand you wanted to slap him. And he did a really good job. And, I mean, think about it. His kids are in wrestling now. His kids are what we watch on TV. I'm not going to say who they are. That's not my place because that ruins a lot of the kayfabe and everything. But I'm just going to give that little subtle hint. His legacy is still going on, but he was great. Put him in there, guys. Come on. Al Snow. I like Al Snow. Al Snow was a great character. Goofy as all get out. But the reason why I also think Al Snow should be in the Hall of Fame is this guy has been an incredible trainer and has a lot of love and passion for the business and for those people who want to get into the business. Um, So definitely Al Snow should be in there. Uh, Ken Shamrock. You know, everybody talks about how big it is that Brock Lesnar went from the WWE to the UFC or the MMA, whatever you want to call it, and then came back to the WWE. 
But a lot of people forget about the fact that Ken Shamrock was the first guy to come from the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, and enter the squared circle of the WWE. And he did a great job at it. I mean, granted, his fighting style and everything else was very much a cookie cutter and just a little bit watered-down version of what he did in the UFC. But he was an incredible fighter all around. And I actually enjoyed watching Shamrock. So I'm going to say Ken Shamrock needs to be in there. Stevie Ray, I know I mentioned him earlier with the Harlem Heat. He should also have an individual Hall of Fame induction, just like his brother Booker T. Because like I said, the two knew how to hold their own on their own. They didn't have to always be on a team. Another guy, and this is a guy I have a lot of respect for. This is a guy I would... If I was to try to get into the ring, if I was 10 years younger, even 15 years younger, and trying to get into the business and be trained by a true professional outside of Bret Hart, this is the man I would have gone to. I'm talking about Taz. Taz, he knew how to wrestle. He had some great submissions, great soup. Oh, his suplexes were beautiful, by the way. And he was a great person on the mic. Why do you think he was a color, a color commentator for a while on SmackDown? The guy knew how to work the mic. Taz was incredible. He was also one of the main trainers for the original Tough Enough. And I think I liked watching him train almost as much as I liked watching Al Snow. Because you saw a bit of a polar opposite. I mean, Al Snow would be tough on you, but he would be like... Uh, let's see, how can I put this? He's the father figure who would be tough, but also gentle and guiding... Whereas Taz was pure, raw, tough love. You knew the guy cared about you. You knew the guy respected you and he would talk to you and be nice to you. But you had to earn that respect. And the way you earn that is by showing that you can handle the tough love and the toughness that he's going to put you through. Taz was awesome. Another person when I think about Taz, because I think about ECW and I think about people who were in ECW that also did other great shows, I think about Raven. If you don't know Raven, watch ECW or watch some WCW. Quote the Raven, nevermore. This guy was really kind of cool. I liked Raven. He was definitely different than many of the other wrestlers. And he played a character that really stood out because you didn't see anybody else like him. You almost wanted to hate him because he seemed like he really didn't care about the business. But that was just how his character was. His character was supposed to be some, well, from what I understand with ECW, a kid who pretty much was given everything and then turned around and decided to be this guy who really didn't act like he had anything and be all goth and punkish and everything else. And it was really kind of neat. And he always had this famous line, what about me, what about Raven? He also had Raven's flock. So Raven definitely needs to be in there. You know, this guy right here, the next one I'm going to mention, he has been very successful in the wrestling world, but he's also now very successful as a yoga instructor. I'm talking about Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, the former husband of Kimberly, if I have my history and everything else correct. And let me tell you something, DDP did a great job as a wrestler. You know, I didn't like him so much as a heel. He, he, it seems like as a heel... It was harder to believe and get behind and understand because it was just like, eh. Even when he had his whole heel thing against Undertaker, which was pretty cool, let me tell you. But Diamond Dallas Page always was a favorite of mine when I was a kid. 
and he still is pretty awesome. And he, I know what I love is that he actually interacts with his fans and followers and everything else on Twitter. Granted, it may be just about DDP yoga sometimes, but he still replies back. He takes the time for his people. Got to give the guy a lot of respect. Got to give him a lot of love. Definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame soon. Another one that needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and he's not retired, so to speak, because I know he's still wrestling at other places, but he's not with the WWE, so that's why I'm going to put him on this list. I'm talking about Rey Mysterio. Rey... I originally liked Ray back in WCW. Then after a while, I didn't like Ray back in WWE. And now I've gotten to where I like him again. And I'll explain why. Let me explain this. When Ray was in WCW, he was incredible. I mean, he was like the cruiserweight to watch. And he lost his mask one time in a match against Kevin Nash. And then he got his mask back in WWF, and, or WWE rather, however you want to phrase it. And he was pretty much told that he can portray the fact that he never lost his mask or he's never been unmasked. And that got under my skin for the longest time because I felt like he was lying to his fans. Now, here's the thing I found out. He never wanted that mask match in WCW. He never wanted that. He was forced into it. And then he had to go through so many hoops with the Lucha Libre in Mexico and everything else to have them grant him the right to redon the mask. Because originally it's once that mask is gone, it's gone. And if you try to put it back on, you're disgracing Lucha Libre. He actually had their blessing. So I have to give him respect for that. Besides that, he very much loved his fans. He very much loved the kids and the business. And, you know, unfortunately he was involved in a tragedy and a lot of people put a lot of blame on him when it actually it was just a pure freak accident. I think that people need to remember it was a freak accident. Don't blame Ray. And, you know, I understand it put a lot of weight on him. And it, he probably put a lot of blame on himself anyway. But that's the risk you take in this business. And Ray is an incredible performer. He needs to be given that love and respect. So there it is right there. One more guy right here that I think is also one that's not technically fully retired, you could say, but I feel that he should be given a lot of credit for being what he's done and be put in the Hall of Fame, is Christian. The reason why I say he's not fully retired is we never really had a retirement moment for him. It, it's pretty clear he's retired, but we never really had that moment like we did with Edge or with... Um, Daniel Bryan or anything like that. And no, I'm not going to mention Daniel Bryan on my list. It's too soon, in my opinion. But Christian, it's not too soon, and he definitely should be one who is put in the Hall of Fame. I mean, come on. He's got a lot of peeps who would definitely love it. So, another one. You know, one thing I haven't really touched on are Samoans. I'm going to mention this one right here because this guy was incredible to watch when he was around in the WWE. Umaga. Umaga definitely needs to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. If you've never seen him wrestle, check him out. I'm just going to leave it right there and move on to D'Lo Brown, the man who'd stick his arms out and do the little head shake. And I, that's one thing I always thought was hilarious about D'Lo Brown. But he actually was a really good wrestler. And the young gun, he was good. I mean, had the great personality, great moveset, and good mind for the business when he was doing it. 
I mean, he was a little green at first, but he really kind of built up himself and did a lot of great jobs, and I think the dealer should be in there. My, that's just my thoughts there. Another one who should be in there that was a young gun, he started up with the Raven's Flock, then came out of there to do his own thing, and then also became a cruiserweight champion and a big name for the WWE before they uh, dropped him, or no longer had him in TV world, if you want to put it that way, is Billy Kidman. Kidman was incredible. I love watching videos still to this day of Kidman wrestling and a lot of the moves he did. Because he was not the crazy car crash luchador or cruiserweight like others were. But he still had his cruiserweight moves. And he had it in a right balance that made me look at it and go, if I was to try to be a cruiserweight, that's the kind of cruiserweight I would have been. So... I gotta say, Kidman's probably my guy right there. He's definitely did great. And from what I understand, he now works behind the scenes with the WWE. And he definitely, in my opinion, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Another one that I think should be in the Hall of Fame. He is no longer wrestling, but you do get to see him on the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. And I always loved watching him on this thing. Is Funaki. Okay, Funaki... (laughs) Funaki was one of those people that for the longest time they had him doing his talking and everything else and they would lip over it with a different voice to make it funny. Like he would just be running his mouth and then make the voiceover go Indeed. Or what happened was so great to me is then they did let him be the um, Smackdown, not really announcer, but an interview spokesman and he would walk around like Funaki, number one. It, it was just so great. So, definitely Funaki. Um, another one would be Dean Malenko. He was a cruiserweight for the WCW. He came over to the WWE. And he was one who... He looked like he should have been a lot taller and bigger. Because he just had that face. So he had that, like the build of a superstar. Big time, big muscle guy. Just shrank down. And he did incredible. Dean Malenko was one of my favorites. I remember back when I was, you know, a kid and we would watch back and forth between WWE and WCW when they were having their whole Monday Night Wars. My friends and I, we made a pool. And a pool was basically for us to have, all right, we get to pick which superstars we want in our team. Like a fan, almost like fantasy football. We get to pick like five of them and the rest of them we had to randomly draw. And I was so glad that I had Dean Dean Malenko on my team. Because Dean was definitely a material type of guy who he could get the job done, and he was incredible at what he did, and he always put on a good show. So Dean definitely, in my opinion, needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Albert, or A-Train, or... uh, What's his other name that he now goes by? Tensai. That's the word I'm looking for. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame because not only has he done so many different names and faces, but he really did a lot of great matches, a lot of great performances, and he has an incredible mind for the business. Why do I say that? If you haven't watched Breaking Ground or Tough Enough, like the most recent Tough Enough, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But when you go to the NXT location in Florida and the training grounds and all that stuff. 
who will you see there? You will see that man right there, Albert or Tajiri. It's um. See, I, I lost his name again now, but it's definitely one that he's the guy who's going to train you. He's the guy who's going to make you excel. He is still involved in the business, just like William Regal, who is another name that should be dropped in there. Um, but he is the one who wants to make the future wrestlers become so awesome. And I think that because he still has that heart for the business, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Two more guys, okay? We got the Hurricane. The Hurricane Helms. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Not only because of the fact that he was a superhero and he was awesome as a superhero, but even when he got rid of that gimmick, he did a great job in the WWE. And I feel like he really knew how to keep the momentum going and keep the fans going. He also just seems like an all-around great performer who did a lot of great things there. Um, there's not really much more I can say about him. I, I I really like the guy. So he needs to be in there. And the last guy, take it as, as a grain of salt if you want or anything else, but I love the character, and I think that the person who can do something like this really has to love what they do and really has to love finding a way to connect with the fans in so many different levels. And that person is Eugene. Eugene, the nephew of Eric Bischoff, um, the special needs guy, as some people would call him, the guy who idolized and mimicked his favorite superstars. He kept the fans so entertained. The fans ate him up and loved him. The fans just absolutely adored him. They cheered him on. And he knew how to not only do that, but get them to laugh and relate. He knew how to connect in that humorous way that the WWE really needed during those times. Because they didn't want to be all too serious. And that's where you have Eugene, to help make sure it's not all too serious. So, definitely, Eugene needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care how, where, whatever. He needs to be in there. So... There you go. There's the guys that I think should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, remember, all these lists are not exclusive. I mean, it's not an all-inclusive list. It's not where there's nobody else who should be allowed. These are just the main people, I think, that need to be highlighted and get the most attention ASAP. There's a lot of other great wrestlers out there, a lot of other great names that, yes, they should be in the Hall of Fame. And when they do get in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be very happy for them. But these gentlemen, these ladies, these teams, these managers, GMs, commentators, they really have stepped up the game when during their time, and they definitely, definitely should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. All right, boys and girls, that is it for this series and this episode. Remember, we have April 3rd. Is going to be WrestleMania 32. April 2nd is the WWE Hall of Fame. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up before the next podcast episode. I'm looking forward to it because you know what that means. The next episode, besides the prediction panel, I get to give the updates of WrestleMania. I get to have fun talking about all that happened. 
And I have a little something special in mind that's going to be great for all you guys. So, don't forget to stay tuned and hear what we have to say next time. Besides that, yours truly is stoked because my wife, my amazing wife, has gotten me tickets to Monday Night Raw when it comes to St. Louis. And that's going to be in May second so uh, yours truly my wife and our good dog pepper pots are gonna have a great time at monday night raw may 2nd i cannot wait and hopefully we'll get to meet some of the superstars get to shake their hands or get high fives or whatever you know who knows maybe we'll have like roman reigns roam down from the fan area right next to pepper and give pepper a little on the head or whatever that'd be awesome to see on TV who knows so I'm excited about that just as much as I'm excited about Wrestlemania and even more so I'm excited about what's going to be coming up next episode after the prediction panel the next one two weeks from today so stay tuned stay close and like I said before if you don't agree with who I have chosen for the Hall of Fame or you think there's somebody else who's even more important than some of the ones I mentioned Shoot me a message, comment on our website, thesleeperhold.com, find me on Facebook, or even on Twitter, and let me know. I want to hear from you guys. So for right now, this is Priest, signing out. You all have a great time. Stay safe and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhold.com, comment on episodes, Read our blog, find information about our quarterly charity, and more. See you next week.